Hey guys, welcome to the Rosenswag Podcast. I'm Joseph Rosenswag, and this week we have Ahmed Abdul Rahman on the show. Uh, so, caught him during an interesting time, right at the beginning of Ramadan. Uh, so, he's a little bit tired. He wanted me to say that. He's wanted me to mention that he's a little bit tired from fasting all day. I don't know how he worked out beforehand, but apparently he did on uh, no food, no water, no nothing. And, uh, yeah. He was a great guest on the show. This one's a little bit of a quickie. It's only about an hour long, so enjoy that. Um, and just listen to it going someplace and coming back, and you're good. Like, you could listen to this going to the grocery store. By the time you make it back home, it's over, guys. The whole show. I I kind of like the little ones sometimes because we, if you've been following this at all, God, some of these things are long. I know that. I love having those long conversations. And, it, I mean, not every time do you need three hours of two guys talking, do you? But, uh, anyway, anyway, uh, we got Ahmed on here. Uh, he did a show with Mayhem Comedy. That's, uh, that's really where I got to meet him. Great guy. He's been doing this for a number of years, uh, quite a bit longer than I have, and he is one hell of a comic. Uh, talk about all sorts of stuff in New York and the like, and like the changing markets, that kind of thing. And of course, uh, we mentioned the whole Muslim Jew. Uh, ba 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 ba. Anyway, yeah, we do that stuff. Um, anywho, I've got some uh, stuff coming up uh, next Wednesday, the thirteenth. Me and the Mayhem Comedy guys, we are doing a show at Brooklyn Music Kitchen. We got some great folks on that lineup. On top of that, we have another show. Well, we I have another show. I'm just producing this one. I wanted to see if I could do it. That was it. Nothing beyond that. I went ahead and booked the time. I got the flyer. I got the people. It's going to be a 420 show to remember, folks, over at the third rail. And finally, I am doing one of those. We talked about it on the show. God awful bringers uh so if you uh want to support the show please just come out to that because i need five fucking people in the audience i i hate doing that shit but hey i want to move up in this hey painful painful stuff but uh yeah i'm gonna be doing a uh bringer show at broadway you guys have probably heard my uh thoughts about that place as well as other people's thoughts about that place because most of the folks who listen to this know about Broadway Comedy Club. It's a place. Anywho, uh uh yeah. I uh I'm doing well. I uh finally got out of a bit of a tizzy as I mentioned in the last one. I've got a couple of podcasts on deck which I'm excited about. I am very excited about these podcasts, and uh, yeah, uh, outside of the uh, podcast here, we also have uh, the shows. What else? Anything else? I don't know who I'm asking. I'm asking myself. No, uh, I will say don't get Elden Ring. It is stealing away all of my precious time. That game is fantastic. Uh my friend uh, and one of the guys I produce shows with, Riyad Carroll, hates it. So, eh, to each their own. But, uh, yeah, I got to see a really interesting show uh, the other day where a man made a sandwich on stage after uh, singing 
a uh, song from Kanye's 808 and Heartbreaks. Uh, yeah, I, I fucking, it, it was bizarre to say the least, but I fucking loved it. And uh, yeah, what else? Is there anything else? Do, 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 do. This sounds like some guy who just started out know, trying to figure out what he wanted to talk about. I've done this. I know this. I am this. But, uh, yeah, I think we are good to start the show. You guys good? You guys ready? Okay. Let's go ahead and start the show. Like, you can see, like, and meet, like, some crazy people um, and see some crazy stuff happening. And it shouldn't make sense. It, like, some of it, you're like, is this real? And then you remember, like, yo, I'm in New York. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. There is some perverse logic happening. Right. Right there. Right. Yeah. I was walking down the street yesterday. I was coming from Broadway Comedy Club. Yeah. I was hanging out with some uh, with a comic and their friends. And I was walking over to... Um, the, the the Times Square station, and I I didn't realize. I guess I, that area is Hell's Kitchen. I didn't know it was like a very heavy LGBTQ community. Yeah, and I was walking, and I was like on my phone, and then You're I what looked, they call a bear, huh? You're what they call a bear. Am I? I don't okay. know. Is it because I'm brown? Uh, no, just you're a bigger guy. Oh, nice. There yeah. we go. See, okay, I'll take that. I'm yeah. a bear. Um, uh, I was walking down the street, and uh, like um, I look up from my phone. And I just see this tall drag queen just jump over to like the um the what do you call it when people are like the the thing the like the stanchion the divider thing the divider yeah. jumps over a divider and then like jumps into the, like traffic and starts dancing right there and I'm like what like I'm I'm just like what that that just happened yeah I I remember uh, one of my first like I'm in New York moments like where I really had it hit me. There was this uh, guy going down the street. He had a PA, a like car battery attachment for it, on a little trolley, a microphone, and uh-huh. was shouting, "I'm Jesus Christ! <laughs> Praise me!" Yo, that that <laughs> middle of the street, like cars were going around him. Nobody was looking at him. Was like, yeah, that's Dave. He he's <laughs> Jesus on Wednesdays. Uh, he, he's the apostles, each one of them on Thursdays. And he thinks he's the Holy spirit on Fridays. That is so great. (laughs) It's just like no one else is acknowledging him. And it's like, praise Jesus. Amen, brother. And he keeps walking down the street. That was a great moment. Yeah. That that is so great. See, that's what I like. You know, it's just like things happen, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just like a part of, part of our day. Like, well, it's whatever, you know? (laughs) <laughs> the the craziest part to me is whenever you have a subway story for someone, someone who's been raised here. Oh yeah, and it's just like, well, that's not that crazy. There was this one time, and they tell a story. It might not even be as crazy as yours, but you're just like, you know, in normal places, <laughs> that never happens. In the rest of the civilized world, no one has ever seen a man eat a goldfish while standing on a subway platform. But you have, ma'am, you right. have. Right, a yeah. live goldfish. So you yeah. just brought a, bo- a whole he, bowl in there. He 
he went to the pet store. He got the bowl. He got the fish. He put the fish in the bowl, and he went like, oh, "Well, I'm hungry." Yeah, I mean, hey, that's how it happens. They're fifty cents each. Right. He's probably just, you know, he's going to the Bronx. He's yeah. got a long day ahead of him, so he needs exactly. some nutrition. You know, that makes sense. That 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 man was prepared. See that that that's crazy. Like back back in the Bay Area, we had our subway system is called BART Bay Area Tra- Rapid yeah. Transit. Um, I watch TV. I know. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know how popular it is. is it like my dad watches every cop show. I grew up oh, seeing so, so many things happening in LA. Yeah. So the uh, Bay Area, like uh, the BART, um, our train system, it's expensive. Yeah. Like people complain about like the subway being two dollars. I'm like, yo, this is great. What are you talking about? Two dollars? Like that's nothing. Like yeah. BART, like they, you have to pay based on where you're going. Yeah. So if you're going like, like from, the DC one. Right, yeah. right. So, like, some place, like, like, say you're going to San Francisco, depending on where you're going to San Francisco, the, the whole trip can be, like, $10. Yeah. And then, like, you got to, like, pay to get back. That's 20 bucks right there. I never thought that Dallas, Texas would be considered progressive. In, in that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is the one thing we got up on uh, the West Coast. It's like, yeah, we have a transit system. It's a shitty one that barely anyone uses. It barely goes anyplace. But guess what? You you can you can use it and it costs next to nothing. See that that's there we go, man. Like like that's what we need. Like uh, over there because over there they're trying to make money as any way they can. Uh, you see homeless people on there. You see crazy stuff happening, but it's like once in a blue moon. Yeah, and it's crazy because here it's like every waking moment. Yeah, every, every day it yeah. happens. You you see something that is so bizarre. Right. That if you were anywhere else, you would be calling the police. You would be telling everyone you know about it. But here, it's just like, yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's so crazy. Like I uh, in San Francisco, I'm from Oakland, but in San Francisco, yeah. um, like you, they have a huge heroin problem. You'll see like you'll see needles in the street, like walking down the street. Like yeah, that's that's that's, that's this neighborhood. That, is that this neighborhood? Because this neighborhood looks way cleaner than that. Like oh oh. So go up to the subway stop over there, the uh, J&M, uh-huh. and then make uh, go two blocks to your right after getting off the stairs. Take it back to the left, and then go up. That's where it's at. That's where all the heroin is yep. at. <laughs> like, there was a guy on the street. Like, I thought he was just, like, uh, standing there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, excuse me. You know, just trying He's to be polite, like- getting around him, and it's like, Excuse me. He's got the fucking needle in his arm. Like, I am the problem here. <laughs> Dude, like, oh, man, that's funny. See, like, like, oh, man. Like, that stuck with me. It's just like, well, sir, there is an alcove right there where you can shoot up in peace. And that's the spot, though. Yeah. It, it was like you were in the wrong. Like, he- yeah, I know. <laughs> that's the worst part. I've seen him there multiple times now. It's just like, Oh no, I know. Just squeeze by him. Right. He he's always shooting up, man. He he's not in anyone's way. I'm in his way. There you go. There you go. See that? Like that's crazy that like a, a drug addict make you feel in the wrong. You know, yeah, like, yeah, that's, like <laughs> That's a city. Like like what? Also you have a fold up chair on the sidewalk yet you're standing. I, I was Sorry, like, yeah, I have multiple, too? yeah, I have multiple problems with this man. Oh, man. I call him Harold the Heroin Addict. But that's a good name. Yeah, Harold the Heroin Addict. That sounds like a like a the name of like a a book 
for kids to learn about like heroin. Like, it's Oscar kids. the Grouch's uh, cousin. There we go. He's really down on his luck. There we like, go. You Her- thought the trash can life was bad. There you go. Yeah, and then they brought in Harold. You know, like he just has a fold out chair. It's <laughs> <laughs> the new Sesame Street character. We're gonna pitch it. Let's do it. I I remember. So my dad uh, was born in Manhattan, raised in Muncie, and then lived in Manhattan for mm-hmm. a while. I I remember some of the stories he's told me about that time period, like the. Uh, late 60s through early 80s and it's just fucking insane like yeah i had a had a pocket protector with a gun behind it it's like yeah nice yeah the city's changed (laughs) i i like everything i knew about new york i learned from like you know tv Mm -hmm. films uh music i've always been a huge fan of like east coast hip-hop like oh yeah like yeah, you know, everybody from, like, 50, Jay-Z, Most Def is my favorite, Wu-Tang, all those guys. That's I'm finally getting into Most Def. Like, I first time I saw him was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Ah, you, yeah. that's what you learned about him? Yeah, <laughs> and then, like, in the last year, I've just been, like, a uh, friend of mine showed me uh, Miss Fat Booty, and then it just went from there. Oh, man, you got yeah. I started off with, like, top tier, and it's just like... He has so much music, and then I found out, like, huh, you did stuff with Dell, the funky homo thing. Yeah. 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 If you, like, look down his, like, if you just look up most stuff, you can find a bunch of, like, music that you won't find on, like, Spotify. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. He's done a lot of stuff. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I thought he was just, like, an actor who popped up and then went away. It's like, I loved him and everything he did. Right, right. You know, know, it's funny. You're not the first comic that I've actually said this to me where it's like, uh, they were like, oh, I learned about most stuff from, like, an episode of House. I'm like, what? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I remember the episode. It was a good episode. He, he's a very good actor. Yeah, yeah. And apparently he's a very funny dude. Yeah. He's, like, good friends with Dave Chappelle. And if you listen to uh, the uh, podcast he does with him? Yeah, The Midnight Miracle? Yeah. Yeah, I listened to it. Give me one second That's here. I'm not sure what that is. That's not, I, I thought that was a doorknob. I mean, not the doorknob, the, the, what do you call it? The, the bell? Oh, I mean, somebody will probably try to steal it. It's oh. me. I steal the Amazon packages. I mean, you should. If, they, if somebody drops it off at your house by accident, it's yours. I've just had so much shit stolen here in the last month. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I uh, Someone stole body wash I ordered from Amazon. You know, that's... Shampoo. That's that's great. I mean, yeah. they probably needed it. They're like, huh, I need it today. I need it. Like, I was, It's not like people aren't selling it outside on their tables. Yeah. That's what I like about, like, over here, as I was walking by over here, I mean, yeah. like, people are outside the stores selling what people are selling inside the stores. You know, I'm like... Yeah. The, like... What? You're selling shoes outside of a Foot Locker? Like, you literally had the same J's. Like, you, you know what the craziest thing was for me? <laughs> the day DMX died. Really? Oh, you, Those you, motherfuckers were out on the streets in less than 12 hours <laughs> with merch. They had T-shirts. They had posters. They had hoodies. Hey, they, had, quickly. they had pens. Like, how the fuck do you get an enamel pen made for DMX's death Yo. in less than 12 hours? What if they had, like... Like merch made for every rapper, just in case. They're just like they anyone have that can to, make it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Okay, what's he? He's talking about doing bars. So we we're gonna go ahead and start making this. Right. We're gonna keep tracking him. This guy smokes crack. He he talks about it on multiple songs. Yep. Yep. That's just a character he plays. Fuck it. We're gonna do it anyways. <laughs> he's gonna get himself into some shit soon because of this. All right. And there we go. That's yeah. exactly what happened. I mean, yeah, like that. Like the warehouse with- in Chinatown, just bunch of old guys just smoking over like yeah we're gonna gonna move all this soon all right and what what if they're out there like killing rappers you know, <laughs> like just just to sell their merch they're like it's much more valuable when they're dead how like, do you think tupac died oh man it's conspiracy yeah. conspiracy we can never talk about this in china i <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh yeah it was the same thing with kobe like uh i'm so sure like i wasn't here but like I'm so sure because, like, back in the West Coast, it was people had merch out already. Yeah, um, but they like, were waiting. Yeah, yeah, it's like they had it ready, like ready to go. I'm. That's crazy. Do you know this guy likes helicopter rides? He does. You know how dangerous those <laughs> oh, are. Damn. Oh my god. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Like this is that's uh. For those of you who are listening, I'm I'm uh, fasting right now. So if I seem like I'm like sleepy, it's because I'm very dehydrated, and very very hungry. So my bad. Um, yeah, like I uh, I was walking down this street and I was just like looking at everything everybody's selling. Yeah. Um, and like the, I love the New York hustle. Like one time I was walking down, um, in Bushwick, uh, here, but like it was a different time. Yeah. And I came across somebody selling Netflix. DVDs like bootleg Netflix movies of like yeah. right now yeah like, and I'm like what this really like it, he has Squid Games I'm like what like did you record this like in your house with like a camera like what dude I got Squid Games on my computer right now right I mean yeah everybody's Give got me it. a DVD burner and I can, uh, <laughs> I can get Squid Games you seen Peacemaker yeah I got you there you go. the whole Oscars there you best go. pictures I right. got those. You got everything, man. I got to watch at least a couple of those by Monday because I got another one of these going over the Oscars. You got Bridgerton. You got everything. Yeah. Season two is out, I bet. Like, I think. Yeah. I, I don't have a girlfriend, so I think. I like the closest I have to that is when I was at home, my parents, particularly my mom, was into Downton Abbey. Okay. Like the last few years of high school, it's like, oh, great. Downton Abbey's on. <laughs> I have to write a paper in the same room. Fuck. I mean, my parents, they were, uh, like, uh, they they liked, uh, well, my mom and my sisters, like, Law and Order SVU. Um, it was very family friendly. Yeah. In their opinion. Uh, it's crazy. Like, uh, like I, I get in trouble for watching, like, the Boondocks and Chappelle show because they're like, oh, it's cussing and all this and I- stuff. And they'd put on Law and Order SVU. I'm like, they're literally talking about rape. Like, what yeah. are you talking I about? Mean- it, it was weird in my house because the only question I got asked was, this isn't going to warp you, is it? That was it. That was the one question. And it's just like, well, uh, it it's an animated cartoon on technically still Cartoon Network. <laughs> so you be the judge. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, yeah, like my parents, um, at some point they kind of like, they they were just like he's gonna watch what he wants. Like, yeah. I mean, what, what are we gonna do? So I, like, I'd watch everything. Um, you know, I grew up on like I, I know it's not you know people don't really fuck with them, and I don't really fuck with them. What? Um, I grew up on the Cosby Show. 
yeah, uh, yeah. everybody. Um, the only comedy albums that were at my house were Cosby. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's fucking hilarious. Yeah, well, he Horrible is. human being. Of course. Of course. Very yeah. funny person. Yeah. Yeah. You can't like you can't erase that. Like yeah. that's that's unfortunately you can't erase that. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. Horrific human being. Made some good movies. Yeah. 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 I mean that and like and that's the thing. It's like uh, I know a lot of people um who don't who talk shit about like R. Kelly. I talk shit about R. Kelly. I talk shit about R. Kelly, but, but they shit, st- man. they still listen to his music. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh the music's a good song, you know? So All right. uh do you know Raphael Pariah? No. He had this great argument for it. It was a bit that he was working on. It's like for I, I was told that Every time I listened to R. Kelly on Spotify, I'm putting money into his pocket. Then I looked at how much money I'm putting into his pocket for each play. It's point oh 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 two cents. I feel like that is not enough money for me to be in trouble for listening to R. Kelly. Right. That, that's, yeah. I mean, if you're going to listen to R. Kelly, you, go, you can only do it through Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, holy yeah, do that or you... Pirate his music. There right, you go. Right, exactly. Steal it. Yeah. Like LimeWire's still out there somewhere. There we go. Oh, that's that's a throwback right there for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spotify, like, is, is really shitty for, like, paying... Uh, like, I'm not supposed to cuss. God damn it. Whatever. Um, the Spotify is really, like, terrible for, like, um, like in terms of pay. Like, I don't... I don't... A lot of people, are like, use it and they're promoting their stuff on there. Like, like there's a lot of uh, people who got comedy albums on Spotify, but... Yeah, this podcast is brought to you by Spotify. Is it? You, technically, I run through Anchor, which is owned by Spotify. Oh, hey, my bad. Don't get no, don't fire him, man. It's my fault. Fire me. I don't even work for you guys. Oh, I talk shit about all sorts of things on here. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you talk. Do you? What about your boss? Like Anchor well, or whatever. Like I, I don't just, know the podcast. I just use, for. So like uh, Anchor is the platform that I use to send all this stuff out. It's free. Nice. That's oh. why I use it, and uh, I have an ad for them at the beginning. Okay. Yeah, it's just me saying, Anchor is really easy to use, and it's free. You should use it, because it gives me money. You got a great uh, like you got a great voice for like radio and all that. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's genetic. My dad sounds, he sounds like an old school radio guy. You should definitely like try to like, you know, work in the radio. I mean, I mean, you're doing it right now. You know, I'm getting there. You're getting there. Step by step. There we go, man. You know, you build your following with the podcast. You know, you just keep doing it. You know, one day you'll get there. Honestly, I just want to be a right-wing talk show host. I have the voice for it. Bro, yo, that, I mean, that's the move. Like, I, I'm like, you, yeah. you don't, you know, I know you're not a right-wing guy, but you should definitely be a right-wing guy and get that. All I'm saying <laughs> is that America needs change. There we go. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be so great. And it, that would be hilarious. You build up a huge following, and then at the end, you're just like, hey, guys, I don't actually believe all this yeah. i just i just need the clout you know <laughs> at the end of every episode i just explain what i'm doing right like i still remember alex jones the first couple of times i heard him i thought it was a bit because people would show me clips on youtube and it's like dude this guy's hilarious <laughs> like this is like colbert amped up yeah but then it turns out it's real you yeah know, like, like that's even funnier it's, it's like the, crazy it's like the fact that people like believe like the stuff he's saying yeah. and that, that they follow him and then they like him. Like, whoa. whoa. I mean, I, I listened to both times he was on Joe Rogan. Just he was because, on Joe Rogan? Twice. Nice. And 
Second one, terrible. First one, like, you listen to him. The dude is legitimately insane. I, yeah. It's yeah. not like, oh, haha, he's crazy. It's like, no, he needs to seek help. I believe, like, so, um, uh, maybe like a week ago, one of my classmates, like they were doing like a pres- like a presentation, um, and like Alex Jones was like they they showed like a little clip of Alex Jones. I guess he was talking about like gay frogs or something like that. Yeah, frogs yeah. turning gay, turning people gay, and yeah, it was yeah. the funniest thing. I was like, what? Like this guy really? This guy's just for real? Like this doesn't seem right. Turning the frogs gay is what I'm trying to tell you. They're poor. They're polluting our water with these unknown chemicals, <laughs> and uh, I, uh, it, it's causing it's causing the frogs to turn gay. Yeah, that it was hilarious. I was like, "What? Like this is ridiculous." Who? But I mean, you know, he where is he from? Because I feel like he might be from here, like Texas. Oh, he's from Texas. Damn, Texas so close. born and raised. Like he's been doing his shit since like. The late nineties, early two thousands. But see, like, like a level of insanity, like that level of insanity yeah. is like very, very like I know, like yeah, Texas for sure. But like being out here, I'm like I'm not surprised. I'm surprised there's not more like Alex Joneses coming from. Have out you here. been to Long Island? I have not. Okay, don't go to Long Island. I kind of want to. Well, see, I hate to tell you this, but your skin color makes it kind of hard for you out there. Oh, now I kind of wanted to. I'm like, ah. I, I legitimately got a job just because I was Jewish. Nice. Yeah, it was just like, you're a member of the tribe. I'm not sure how comfortable I am. Same guy also said he didn't like going to uh, the city because of all the jive black people. The, wow. wow. Mind you, he's not an old man. He was like early 50s. Early 50s. Like, <laughs> Where the fuck did you get jive from? Right. Who's out here calling us jive still? Like, what? Like, <laughs> it's jive black people and Puerto Ricans. And it's like, you don't even have a a modifier for Puerto Ricans, but you use jive at the beginning. Uh, that is, you know, like, if somebody called me jive, I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I can get mad. Like, yeah, I, like it's I don't, such I, a weird thing. Right? To say. I'm like, all right, you jive turkey? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Like what? Like we're calling people who drive out here? Like that that's what we're doing? Okay, I guess. Like you're Gen X. Where the fuck did this come from? Bro, like that's that is ridiculous. Like what? You know what? I like now I gotta go to Long Island. I gotta see if there's something like I wanna see how I would react. You know, I've been called the N word and I've like beat people up for that, you know, but like that's that's different. Like I've never been called yeah. jive, you know, so it's weird. If a white person gets called that, they think it's the greatest compliment in the world. I get. I mean, you know, we're out here calling people drive, yeah. so like maybe it is a compliment. Maybe maybe that it was a compliment. You know, he, he was like, they were just too drive for me. They were just oh, I wasn't too talking cool about for that. Me. I was talking about the other word, but uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that yeah. that's true. Yeah, I mean, I've been called a kike numerous times. Damn. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about that? Uh, depends on what who it's coming from. Do you guys say it like the N-word? No, no, I I really wanted to be like our N-word. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I went to a music school, and I was doing powerlifting. Like, we were, University of North Texas is known for its jazz program, and I had a weightlifting belt that I had custom-made. It was black with gold letters since it was music school. Nat King Kike is what it said on there, oh, and yeah, it got yeah. stolen. Damn. 
Of course and, it did. And it's just like, dude, that was the dopest shit. Damn. Yeah, I mean, see, there I'm bringing go. the word back. I'm. <laughs> yeah, so this is that's funny that you say that because like um I I, I said this like uh, when I was hanging out with a friend um, yeah. and he, like they're like yo you gotta say this on stage, um but I haven't said it because I'm like oh I don't, I'm not trying to get like canceled I don't think it's I think it's kind of like something that's you could throw away, um but like so there's not as many like. Uh, Jewish people out on the West Coast as there is out here, at least not in the Bay Area. Dude, I'm from Texas. Yeah, I was so, yeah. the Jewish people. There you go. Uh, so like when I moved out here, like I met a lot of Jewish people, and then they would like talk about like how they would meet. They met each other at camp. You know, they go to camp all the time. And I was like, yeah, yeah. that's kind of crazy. Like Jewish people took back camp. Like black people yeah. took back the N word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like oh, like I feel I, like I'm not allowed to go there now. Like yeah, yeah, I. It's like. I had no idea what camp was for Jews until I got up here, except for one particular thing. Right, yeah, it's right. Like, you guys went to the camps? Oh, my God. It must have been terrible. No, no, I met my wife there. Nice. Oh, Jesus. Is she all right? <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy, because, like, I, I, I hear, like, I've met a lot of Jewish people who talk about camp. They're yeah. Like, yeah, we went to Jewish camp. And I'm like, which camp are we talking I, about? Like, that, well, like I, I guess this. It's like the A versus the R. It's the S versus the no S. Like, I right. went to the camps. Oh, my God. Right. I went to the camp. camp. Ah! There you go. Yeah. See? Yeah, yeah. The You take out the S and it's fine. Yeah. You know? Like, it's, it's so it's so great. Like, I I, I'll, I said that. And my friend was like, yo, that's funny. I told another friend. They are like, yo, don't ever do that in, like, Hollywood. Because they would yo, not do like that. Yo, do that. Because that's a, that's a great bit. I mean, like, I ain't trying to get canceled. I mean, a lot of people get canceled still have a career, but I'm like, no, nah, I want to have, like, a career with no problems. You know? See, I, I have said some off-color shit. Oh, we all have. Yeah. I've, I've said so much. Like, when I first started, first two years, I am not that guy. I can't, like, I tried to be more like Paul Mooney than, like, me. So it was just like... I mean, my first, my first time doing a show was with Bringer... My time kept on getting reduced. So like, by the end of it, I was doing two minutes. Oh. Was so it? I just did the most offensive Holocaust jokes I could do. Yeah, there we go. That's how you That's how you handle it. I uh, I did a bringer, um, and the same thing happened to me, where they put me, like, second to last or third yeah. to last. Um, and then they cut my, my time down to, like, two, three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, after having, like, 20 comics, um, four of them, that they had go like do 15 to 20 minutes each. Um, and like, it was, I was so pissed. And then yeah. the person who put me on the show, first of all, they didn't watch my set. They didn't watch anybody's. They didn't yeah. watch my set at all. They would come in and take pictures of the, um, the comics that they they had doing 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't even watch like the, the, yeah. the regular set. And they, uh, so like, uh, I was one of the few comics who didn't run the light. I'm a professional. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, um, even though I'm doing three minutes, like I should have ran the light. Um, and they they let me know before, like, when there was only like one more comic left, and then, so I, like I had to cut my set down like quickly. I was yeah, like, damn, I'm just gonna have to do. That, that's what happened to me. Like right before I went on stage, you're doing two minutes. I was so mad. I came there with five. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was so so mad, and uh, I got I got up, I did my thing. The host like was like, Yo, you're good, you're professional. Um, and then, like, we went out, and the the person running the bringer, he went up to them, and he was like, this guy is funny, and he didn't run the light. He was professional. 
And then they were like, oh, really? And then they were like, you know, you should definitely take a writing workshop. And I wanted to slap the hell out of them. I was like, oh, what? Yeah. Like, you didn't watch my set. You cut my time down. And now you're just going to insult me like this? Like, who the hell are you? You know? I yeah. hate bringers so much. So I, I, I hate it. I, I signed up for one at the end of the month just so I can get some spots at Broadway. Oh, the insurance room? Yeah. Okay. I oh. did it uh, last year, like less than a month into comedy again. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a weird, weird night. They gave away both spots early on. I wasn't told there was going to be feedback or anything. Oh, yeah. yeah there's, there's definitely feedback. I had no idea. <laughs> so he, uh, like, so that that's... Um, that's one of the ones where everybody's like, uh, oh, that's a good one because they'll get you spots. You actually get something out of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm very anti-bringer, though. Like, I've done the industry room, but, um, like, I'm very anti-bringer. Um, and, like, I like, uh, it's just not, in my opinion, it's it's the biggest scam there is. Yeah. Um, because, like, if you're booking people based on, like, them bringing people, yeah. then... You, I don't really respect you. Like I, like I, like you gotta, you gotta run a show. You yeah. know, um, book people based on talent. Yeah. Especially if these are like comedy clubs, mm-hmm. like these, the, the clubs, like they should ha- hold themselves to higher standard than that. Like book good shows. You know. I'm so. pretty sure that's the only way they keep the lights on, though. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. They, they, they gotta. Uh, I, like, I honestly think that, like, they're doing a bad job then if that's what they're doing. I mean, Comedy Cellar doesn't do bringers. Yeah. Comedy Cellar doesn't, uh, like, I I prefer barking over bringers. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, like, have people bark. That's At least fine. I keep my dignity. Yeah, exactly. Comedy. Well, live comedy. And if you need, really need, if you're, if that's really what it is, it's like, oh, we need to have bringer shows so we can get people in. And that just says a lot about your club. It's just like, damn, you guys aren't able to bring people in. God. Shots fired. I know, I know. Um, I, you know, I should, I should like not talk smack. Um, and I do, uh, I am grateful to perform on those stages when I can. Yeah, because uh, I have, and I have a good time. Um, I just don't. I just think the bringer thing is just like, um, uh, honestly insulting to like uh, comedians. Yeah, yeah. It, Every time that I've done something like it, I have hated it so much. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing for me is uh, you have an unpronounceable last name, just like me. Yeah, Abdul Rahman. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Abdul Rahman. Abdul Rahman. See, yeah. I'm no, I'm I... terrible. Yeah, yeah. My last name is Rosenzweig. Do you know how many times I've heard that mispronounced by someone who asked me how probably to say my name much, like four times? Probably as much as mine. Yeah, yeah. And let's see, like. It would make more sense to me if it was like, okay, they saw you at the open mics a couple times and they invited you. They're like, hey, or like on a show and they're like, hey, uh, you want to audition this and that? You know, yeah. Bring people. Makes total sense. But I don't, I'm just yeah. very much against it. Anyways, I shouldn't be burning bridges right now. You know, like here I am. I'm like, I've been in New York for eight months and I'm like, oh, screw this, screw that, screw this. And I, um, well, well Sorry, I worked out today, so I'm extra. Jesus, tired. why? Oh, because you know, go hard or go home, you know, <laughs> or go to the hospital. Nah, I didn't work out that hard, man. I, you know, I just did just lift weightlifting, you know. Yeah, you know, heavy stuff like you know, going hard. 
Um, yeah. So I'm like still like pretty out of it. Yeah. Uh, I did a mic just now too before I got over here. I had to do some Ramadan bits. So, yeah. Oh, you gotta. Yeah. They, you know, the I have to do Hanukkah bits every year. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I had a I had a job at a Jewish spot, a Jewish yeah. uh like food spot. Yeah. And then I quit on the first day of Hanukkah. Um and I felt like after that I I really shouldn't have to do Ramadan. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am doing it because like I don't I don't know if that's the way it works. I have to check the book, but <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it was just terrible. The job was well. Every terrible. act against a Jew was a day off of Ramadan. <laughs> Here I am, you know, yeah. like trying to yeah. You know, see, I feel like this this is giving me like three more days. You exactly. Know? You shouldn't have done this, right? Yeah. <laughs> now it was, it was the the place sucked. It, yeah. it was it sucked, and they they treated me like dirt. So I was like ready to quit. And then that day, like they didn't give me a break. You know, like I yeah. worked all day, didn't give me a break. I, I like I didn't have anything to eat. I was frustrated as hell. Yeah. Um, and they kept getting on my case about like everything, like every little problem. You know, it wouldn't be my my, yeah. my like fault. And it was still somehow my fault. And I almost I almost threw a bagel at somebody like I was like ready to lose it. And then at some point I was just I'm pretty like, sure if you throw a bagel at a Jew, that's a hate crime. I know. I know. It was like, damn, I if can't you can get it on their nose. I feel like you just win. Right. Yeah. I was like, I can't do that because I'm like, oh, I'm Muslim. They're going to definitely think it's a hate crime, yeah. you know? So, uh, so I just, you know, I, I calmed myself down and I was like, you know what? I'm going to quit today. And, yeah. and then the rest of the day was easier. It was just like last hour, just did everything. Went home, ate, sent them an email. Just like, Hey, it's not working out. I quit. Uh, you know, that yeah. was, and now I don't put them as a reference. <laughs> <laughs> Like people are like, what do you what did you do in the last eight months that you've been in New York? I'm like, out of school, you know, yeah. comedy. You know, I've been uh, in the gym. And they're like, yeah, you haven't been working. I'm like, who needs to work? Yeah, me. I need the uh, shot. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, right now I work at a similar situation to that. Everything is my problem. So I understand. Uh, anyway, h- how did you end up doing comedy? Like, it sounds like. Uh, I know you talked about your family. Like, are you first generation here or? First generation, yeah. So I started out, um, I didn't I didn't start out in the Bay Area. I started out in this place called Humboldt County. Uh, yeah. Where all the weed comes from. Yeah, and all the uh, good goat cheese. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and meth. A yeah. Lot of, a lot of meth. Meth, weed, goat cheese, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. Ah. It, it's, it, the place sucked. I hated it. Um I was there for a couple of years, and I did comedy there for two years. This is a very small scene, um, so like you, uh, if you're somebody who's definitely not from there, you're you're more likely going to be funnier than anybody that's from there. Yeah. So, um, I did I I did comedy there. I started there, and I moved back to the Bay Area because I knew like I like I was not going to grow or go anywhere by staying in Humboldt. Yeah. Um, and and I just you know the Bay Area like challenged me. Um, I was, uh, I was hitting up mics every night, hitting up shows every night. And then, um, I started getting booked, um, after like a year of like just, uh, grinding every night, like going everywhere all the time. Um, I started getting booked, uh, and I started like getting like noticed. People started seeing me around. People started knowing my name. Um, and next thing I know, I'm like, uh, one of the, um, one, one of the most known uh, comics in the Bay Area. So 
It's a big scene. It's not like yeah. here where there's like literally hundreds of comedians. Yeah. Like every every everywhere you go, hundreds and hundreds. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. But it's a big scene and there's a lot of shows. There's a lot of mics. Um and so like the like it's a place where you can actually like um see the progress. Yeah. The progress a lot easier than like here. Whereas like because you're here you go to like some of the worst mics ever like a yeah. five dollar mic that gets you nothing no feedback uh no bookings or anything uh whereas like there's over the, seven people and they all hate being there right right and then they make you hate being there and yeah you're like why am i here so i mean open mics suck but like sometimes some mics are just terrible and they're like almost a waste of your time and money and there's like no point in doing that so yeah over there there's you don't have to pay so it's great. It's the only place I've been to where you have to pay. Yeah. 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 Like doing the DFW scene, everything was free. You just signed up. Uh, you were encouraged to get something, but you didn't have to. It's like, no, it like there's, I think, five or six comedy clubs in all of Dallas-Fort Worth area. Okay. So people would come out just to see open mics. Right. Yeah. Right. That, see, that makes sense to me. Like, in Humboldt, uh, it's such a small scene, so, like, the open mics felt like a show. Yeah. That's why I needed to go to back to the Bay Area, where I was like, I needed to challenge myself. Where, and then I, yeah, I got, I I was like, okay, now I'm really doing comedy. So. Well, the weirdest thing for me is I feel more comfortable in a packed room with, like, 150, 300 people than I do in a room of, like, 20 right yeah yeah like that's 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 a crazy thing like i i uh so many so many times i performed in like hundreds like in front of hundreds of people like uh there's a a comedy club called cobb's comedy club um and san francisco has two comedy clubs the sf punchline um cobb's comedy club uh they're both owned by live nation um gross yeah well yeah uh so cobb's is like it's almost like a theater. It's huge. Yeah. And it's around 345 people uh, can be seated there, I believe. Like 345 people. Yeah, it sounds like the hyenas and the improvs and DFW. Yeah. 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 I uh, like, And I perform there like regularly. Like uh, at some point I was there like almost every month performing. Um, I wasn't passed at the clubs. There's a whole process. But like I was part of a group that ran shows and then we had shows there. And yeah. Um, we like more than a couple times have sold it out. So, um, it was great. It was a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, I think that's why I was critical about like the bringer shows. I'm like, man, you can't bring people out. What are you doing? Like, oh, it's, it's like, <laughs> well, one of the big things that got me is with that. It's like, no, people have shit to do here. They can do anything, right. any kind of entertainment. They can find that. Within minutes. Yeah. I mean, here in New York, I, you're battling against, like, every kind of nightlife you can think of. Yeah. For sure. In your scene, um, DFW, did you did you also go up to Austin or no? Uh, I went down to Austin a few times, but, uh, like, when I was there, it was mostly an alt scene, and a lot of it was uh, a lot of the, and I don't want to disparage them, the LGBTQ mics where it's just, like, we're all positive, and everything here is great. We're going to tell the most non-offensive things possible. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, you don't you don't have to be offensive to be funny. Also, your entire bit is just saying how great it is to do X, Y, or Z. That, that's not funny. 
Right. The thing is with those mics is that they're supportive, which is cool, but yeah. it's like it doesn't challenge you, you know. Uh, terrible mics do challenge you. They challenge yeah. your resolve to live, you know. Uh, but not all of them. Some of them are like just straight horrible to the point where it's like there's no point of you being there. Yeah. You start to learn like, oh, I don't need to do every single mic. Yeah. I just need to like find the ones that are like worth going to and then go there. And then sometimes switch it up, go to a different one. You yeah. Know? Um, like Harlem Nice is my favorite mic. I still down. haven't been out to that one. It's so great. It's every Monday. Um, I'm there at like five, like five o'clock is like when people are like there, when comics yeah. are there because the list fills up quickly. And so like the first 10, I believe are free or first 12, I believe are free. And then the rest is uh, $5 up to 18 and it's totally worth it. If there's a mic I'd give my money to, that's that one um, because people actually come. So you get a good gauge of whether or not you're actually telling f- funny stuff yeah. or you need to throw it away, you know? So it's one of the reasons why I like, uh, have you been to uh, Saturdays at Eastville? I've been to the Sundays. I haven't been to Saturdays. Saturdays. Yet. Uh, what time? Right about this time. Okay. Uh, the room packs out. We should have went there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I should have scheduled this for another day. I didn't know. <laughs> they, they had me scheduled to host it. I had no idea. Oh, today? Yeah. Oh, you? what did you tell them? Uh, I had prior engagements. Oh, they, man. They switched up the hosting schedule, and it's just like I found out last night at like 10 o'clock. Oh, dude. And it's just like I'm I, bad. I had no idea. What the fuck? Is it the laughing Buddha? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm sorry, man. I I'm not bad. too worried about it. Yeah. I'm hosting we. the rest of them, so. There we go. There yeah. we go. Uh, uh, like, if I'd known that, I should have, uh, we should have done that. Like, yeah. that would have been cool. I mean, first day of Ramadan, my first day of, of uh, well, it is what it is. Uh, there's, there's still tomorrow. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, like, uh you know, like Eastville is pretty good. Um, Harlem Nights is pretty good. Um, Harlem Nights is definitely the best for sure. Um, you get people, you get a, like the room fills up. It yeah. does fill up. So if you're not funny, it's that's you. It's not. Yeah. It's not the people. It's not the room. It's you. Um, yeah. That's why I like it. You know. Um, Tiny Cupboard is actually pretty cool. It's not bad. It's like two dollars. Yeah. Depending on where and um, it's it's not like it. Is uh, you get like a better feedback than you would at like other mics. Yeah, it's, like people will actually pay attention and stuff. Like uh, for the most part, um, yeah. And then uh, Grove Thirty Four is another great mic if you haven't been there. It's in Queens. I haven't been out to Queens much Queens. since uh, Creek and Cave. Yeah, so Creek and Cave that was in that was in Queens. Yeah, Long Island City. Oh, okay. So I've heard a lot about Creek and Cave, but I didn't know where I was at. I thought it, it was out here. It was a like theater space with a restaurant and bar attached that was falling apart. Nice. Like, if anyone ever inspected that place, they would condemn it. That's probably why they shut down. <laughs> I, I can't imagine what the rent was. That place was giant. Like, I mean, you had like an actual theater as the main stage. You had a restaurant. You had a bar downstairs. You had another performing space downstairs by the bar it's crazy right yeah that, i mean i wish i was around for that it's like five or six mics a day and a handful of shows well if you have like a theater you gotta have like a show like yeah for sure like mics 
I've in some places they don't you don't need to throw a mic there. Throw a show. Like get 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 a good like show going. Build that show up yeah. and have a good time. Cuz like mics aren't really bringing money to the venue for sure. So, in my um, opinion. Yeah, but in my seeing the stuff in New York, there's too many goddamn shows. I disagree. I disagree. I, my thing is is that there's so many shows where there's like 12, 14 people on it. Just yeah, have a mic. The so the that is the problem with the shows mm-hmm. is that like there'll be like a bunch of people on one show and it's like, yo, you got an hour, you got like sixteen people on the show. Like everybody's doing five or six minutes. This isn't a show. This is a mic that was pre selected. In that case yeah. See in that case I agree. Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, uh, there's a lot of mics. So just you know, we need more shows. I um, think we just need Different shows, better shows. Yeah, yeah there's some. There's there's like there's good shows. There's uh, I was just on the show last night. It was cool. Um, I was like the only black guy on a all brown show. Yeah, uh, so um, it, that's normal. Uh, it was fun. It was a good time. Um, yeah, no, there's some shows that like they're just. I feel like a uh, people put more effort into the booking it than the yeah. promotion. Um, yeah, which. Which is, I guess, fine uh, if you're going to be barking. But, um, you know, it it really, promotion is, like, where it's at. Yeah. That's what really brings the show up, so. Uh, I've been to and been on so many where it's, like, if it's a good one, it's, like, you're doing seven. Cool. (laughs) Cool. What's the most time you've done? Uh... Forty-seven and a half minutes. Forty-seven and a half. Yeah, you can't. You you kept the the timer. Uh, no, that's what I was told. Forty-seven and a half minutes. That's what they told you. Uh, so it was my first paid spot. Nice. I was at a taco shop in Denton, Texas. Nice. I was opening for a band, and the band uh got into an accident on the highway. Perfect. So, so yeah. it was just. Fill time till AAA brings them here. That is dope. That is dope. How was it? Pretty good, actually. It was every single joke that I had ever thought of uh, in my life. Just doing every single one right then and there. There you go. I mean, like, when you're in that situation, that's all you can do. Yeah. It worked out for you. Yeah. Nice. How much did you pay? Uh, $20. Because that's what we agreed upon before I got there. Dope, dope. There you go. Twenty dollars for forty-seven and a half minutes. Yeah. That's dope. Uh, the last time I was just talking to my friend outside about this, like, cause he he just did a um uh thirty minutes at a show in a theater in Vegas, and uh, the last time I did a like a like a long long set was by was by um I was hosting. Yeah. And all the comics were late, all of them, um, and so. It was okay. So we had like four shows going on that day. It was a three o'clock, a five o'clock, a seven o'clock, and a nine o'clock. And I had to run all of them. Like I was like hosting. I was working the door. <laughs> I sat people. Uh, like all the comics were late on the first one. One of the comics came like when I was twenty minutes in, so I brought them up. Yeah. And then the other comics were like, we're almost there. And then I like I gave the that comic only like ten minutes. And yeah. Then I brought them down, and then I went up and performed. <laughs> And I went for like forty minutes, so I did. I did an hour, pretty much. Yeah, like of a hosting, uh, like at three o'clock, 
like a three o'clock show. And all the other comics end up doing like five, like no, not five, like eight to eight to ten, <laughs> like eight to ten. Yeah. It wasn't five, but like I, yeah, and I, I, it was so fun. It was great, but it was like in a pandemic. So yeah. It was outdoor, and I hadn't done comedy in a while, so I was like, damn, like I was remembering. Like the ones that I, you know, like the jokes, all the yeah. jokes I had, I did crowd work. I was, you know, remembering, bringing out the old stuff and it was fun, but I had like three more shows to go right after yeah. that. So, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I love doing the long sets. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just, the long sets are great. I mean, it like, I love it too. Um, my first time doing my, not my first time, uh, when I quit drinking, and yeah. like smoking, uh, I, I had gotten booked to as a guest set for a show. Um, actually, when I quit drinking, it was definitely when I quit drinking. The week I quit drinking, um, I I was doing a guest. I was supposed to do a guest set on the show. I showed up there and they're like, "Hey, um, can you actually close out the show?" And I was like, "Sure, yeah." They're like, "Can you do 30? I was like, "Yeah." yeah. I'm like, "Okay, we're gonna pay you." And I was like, "Cool." And they yeah. paid me like 150, I think. Uh, and I did like 36 minutes. I could have, yeah. he was like, he could have kept going. I was like, ah, I'm t- I want to go home and sleep, but it was fun. It was such a great time. I, that that's one of the things I have with those short sets. It's just like, I want to get out as much material as I can. Like if I do one of my normal, like five minute sets, it's just like, yeah, I, I, I got the Jerry Seinfeld six laughs per minute thing. I don't care about that. I have one part that I want to do. It's 10 minutes long, and I can only do, like, part of the whole story. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's the thing, though. Like, here in New York, it's like they're all about, like, tightening the set, mm-hmm. and, you know, and getting a good five, which is very important because, like, you need, like, a good five-minute clip. I'm trying to get, yeah. like, a good five-minute clip right now. Um, like I here, but my camera keeps fucking up on me. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. I'm trying to get, like, a like uh, mine's, like... Um, I, uh, somebody I know recorded the set last night. The whole show was kind of, it was up and down. I'm not yeah. going to lie. The crowd was like, woo, woo, woo. Nobody was able to keep them consistent with yeah. what we tried. Um, so it was okay. But, like, um, there's still some good moments in that for me because uh, I did some crowd work. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to. I was just trying to do jokes, but I had to do some crowd work. Um, but you need a good five-minute clip for, like, when you're applying to festivals, when you're sending it out to bookers yeah. and stuff. Um I, I I do miss doing long like long sets because yeah. I, I got so used to it like in the West Coast. Uh, at some point, I was doing long sets all the time. It was nothing. Yeah. Um, my friends they actually uh, after I left, oh like uh, maybe sometime I think it was October or something. The Chase Center was like in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, they had they ended up ha- they sold it out. They had, like had a big show there. Jesus. Yeah. Like the group I was working with. Yeah, and, and one of my friends who's in our group, she like uh, posted a picture today. They have a picture of her with a microphone and on the Chase Center. And I saw it and I was like, "Damn! Like, yo, what? So you shouldn't have come out here." I know, yeah. right? Right? That's what I'm hearing. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, like I like, I like, yeah, uh, yeah. That's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> but like, I'm like, no, this is New York, man. This is where. I'm supposed to be, and so and like uh like uh the Bay Area is great, but you know I'm sure like you like you you know you uh, like made a name for yourself, and then you're here. You're yeah. like, let me get. Well, like the biggest thing for me is like coming here. I feel first that this is like where 
you do comedy. It's like, no, this is where you learn comedy. Right. Like, I I still remember going back to Texas last year around September and demolishing. Just, I did one five-minute set, and people wanted to book me on shows within minutes. I was being asked, and I was like, no, I have to get back to work. I, I would... I took two weeks off, and I can't afford not to work right now. Right. Like, I, I need money. Right. <laughs> yeah. See, that, that's why, like, you come out here. Like, yeah. So that way, when you go back, you, you know, like, you, you show them what kind of a beast you are. Yeah, it was just the strangest thing, because, like, I had every comic coming up to ask me, like, dude, how long have you been doing this? Like, two and a half years? No way. <laughs> and it's just like. Well, yeah, that, I'm considered shit up here. You want to you want to see what I do on stage here? Oh, well, see, <laughs> there we go. Like New York, really. Like, yeah. Oh man, I was. Um, I read Kevin Hart's like uh, biography. Yeah. And like, uh, and this like he, his whole story is pretty like interesting. And, like he, um, and when he started, he started in Philly. Yeah. But he didn't really feel find, found his voice until like he moved here. Like, yeah. He started to find his voice. And like Keith uh, Keith Robinson was the one who really helped him out. Yeah, um, he shouted him out in it. Um, and New York like changed the game for him. And he like um, him uh, guys like uh, Bill Burr, you know, like uh, yeah. Roy Wood even talked about like uh, I I met Roy within yeah. a month of being here, uh, which was dope. And he he said that he he had been in L.A. for a little bit, but he moved to New York um, because it was just not working out for him in yeah. LA. Um, Bill Burke pretty much the same, just said the same thing. Yeah, I, I listened to his podcast almost religiously. He always talks about how he went to LA then came back here. Yeah, because New York is like, it It turns, it, it brings out the real you. It brings out like the, the person you're supposed to be as on stage yeah. and now it's off stage. So. I mean, like one of the biggest things for me, we've talked about like the cursing and things like that. Uh, the amount that I don't curse on stage now, uh, how much cleaner my material is. Like I can do a filthy set that is a hundred percent clean. Like on paper, you read and it's like no naughty words, right. no references. But oh my god, yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's what's supposed to happen, you know? Yeah. Like really, like um, yeah. It, that's that's how you're supposed yeah. to be. You got to be able to work clean, anyways, and to be able to be clean and dirty at the same time. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I I I just I told I uh, just did some new jokes over at um, the place I was just at was uh called it's called uh, Pete's Candy Store. Yeah, yeah. Candy Man. Been there. Yeah, a good amount of people. Um, uh, this this is some new stuff, and um, it worked well. It worked pretty well. Um, it's definitely. Still like me, still yeah. true to who I am, but it was cleaner than I normally am. Yeah, mostly because I'm not trying to cuss for Ramadan. So. Yeah, uh, it's so hard, so hard. I, ne- I never realized how Do you much you get to cuss at night. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. All the sun goes down. Fuck shit. Damn yeah. hell, cunt, motherfucker. <laughs> you know the problem is like it's so hard, and I like I don't think I've ever truly fasted all the way because of that. <laughs> Because of that, well, I, one thing I one thing I messed up on was a couple times I'd be fasting and I would jack off, yeah, and, like, <laughs> and just you're not dust to, comes out, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like a like just a mountain of clay. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know, like you're not supposed to jack it feels off. Feels like a moving rubble, right? 
You're not like, oof, man. It's just like, ugh, man. It's like, it's not you can sticky get anymore. Stones. I oof. didn't know you could get. Well, you could get little rocks, <laughs> pebbles just coming out of it. And just oof. Like you're not supposed to be jacking off. And I, the, yeah. spread screaming. <laughs> Water. <laughs> I pass out because I'm so dehydrated. <laughs> it's like, oh man, yeah. Uh, so I've never like so there's times where I like I half fasted all the way, but yeah. like I've never really truly fasted all the way, you know, because of like because of that or yeah. this. Um, but the whole you know not eating all day, not drinking all day, um, I've done that, and uh, eh, I mean, you know. Uh, this year I'm really challenging myself. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to cuss either. I'm going to like stay true. So, and I want the, and the reason for that is like clean, working yeah. clean. Um, like, cause, uh, I have a friend who, I have a couple friends who's done NACA and stuff. Yeah. And that, I, I'm trying to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. So working clean is essential. Um, and so like, uh, one of my friends, his old agent is in, in New York. He told me just like. Um, when I get to get, when I get a, a clean five minute set, yeah. a good video, um, send it to him and then he'll send it to his old agent. So get me in touch. Yeah. So. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Looking for anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't talked to him in a minute. I should ask him. So yeah. I have a bit about punting preemies that is entirely clean. <laughs> you know, if he, I'll ask him, <laughs> uh, see what he says. Um, yeah. Clean is definitely like. You know, you want to you want to be able to like get a dry bar, especially. Yeah. Um, this guy I know, he apparently I didn't know this, but apparently he's selling his uh, a dry bar special to Amazon. Shit! I was like, what? Yeah, because like he so he's an Irish uh, comic. He's like straight from Ireland. Uh, he lives in San Francisco, um, and he was up here at, like at Caroline's. Um, he does like a Irish real Irish comedy tour. Yeah. This whole thing. Um, his name is Dave Nyhill too. You can check him out. How uh, does he live there? In San Francisco? He's never seen the sun. Oh. <laughs> well, luckily he lives in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. You barely see the sun anyway, so. Fair enough. Um, so he uh, like he came out here, and he bought a bunch of Irish comics and stuff. Um, and I was talking to him. He was like, yeah, I just sold my dry bar special to Amazon. Because like, like, I was like, what? He was like, yeah. Like, it was, like I, th- I thought he was shooting a special for Amazon, but no, he sold that to him. That, that's amazing. Right. Yeah. He used that special to go viral on TikTok and get verified on TikTok. Got I got verified. Got to do TikTok. Yeah, I fucking hate TikTok. Now you got to though. Like if you like, this is what you got to do: record every set. Yeah. Um, and just you know, start posting and See, record that's my issue. Vertically. That, vertically. That's my issue. Every time I start recording, something happens to the camera. See, that's it's, the it's like historic at this point. Like I've lost two videos. That were recorded by clubs because of the SD card just dying. Right. Uh, one time the camera died, so they didn't get me. I if I record with my phone, someone inevitably knocks it off a table. Have somebody um, have somebody record your sets. I've tried doing that too. Yeah. I have no idea how. You're cursed. Like, yeah, that, that's it. It's because you do audio. That's <laughs> it. I, I'm an audio guy. Right. I love audio. Video doesn't work with you. That's yeah. what it is. I well, worked in film, damn it. No, I worked on TV. So, hey, there we go. <laughs> I work in audio. All right, man. Well, it's been an hour. Uh, I like as much as I would like to keep it going. I'm. Yeah. I need a nap for sure. <laughs> All right, man. 
Yo, thank you for having me, man. Thanks for being on, dude. What's the name of this podcast? Rose and Swag Podcast, man. Yo, the Rose and Swag Podcast. I love it. This yep. is Ahmed Abdurrahman signing off. You have a good one, man. You too. guys that was ahmed abdul rahman he he can be seen all over the city he is hysterical if you get a chance check him out i've got a link to his instagram page uh in the description of the podcast uh yeah thanks for listening guys come check out uh mayhem comedy brooklyn music kitchen on 13th the show that i'm producing over at third rail on 420 and of course Come out and see me at Broadway because it's a bringer show and I need people. So, yeah, this is uh, this is the end of the show. You guys have a good one.